Hello and welcome back to the Student Pages podcast. Today I'm joined by actress, singer, producer and all around very talented Jersey Ho. Good morning, Jersey. How are you doing? Good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. Doing really well, thank you. We're going to be going through your career, what's coming up next for you. But I just wanted to start off by asking uh, for all of our listeners at home, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about such a vibrant career? So I started out, I had a, an opportunity to sign a contract for singing at 19 or 18 years old. And then I, after two years, my company decided to bring me to Taiwan and seriously do like one-on-one training on me with my Mandarin dancing and singing and stage movement and everything else. So I got into the business and then my first record company is very protected because I'm a, I'm, I'm like white sheet of paper. I'm a new girl. I could turn into anything. They could turn me into anything. So they were just trying to protect me for a while because I looked pretty good when I was young. I started well, and then I I got some friends to ask me to be in their movies. I think from then I was invited by Jackie Chan to be a cast in one of the movies that he produced with one of his buddy director. Yeah. That's absolutely insane. It's just as a chance that that happened and and working with Jackie Chan. That's incredible. Because at first I was really good at action. That's how they spotted me. I was going to ask a little bit more about once you'd actually got into the industry and obviously like these things settled into place for you. What was your training background like from then on? I think my training started from my manager asked me to shoot some TV series at one of the biggest TV station in Hong Kong. So uh, I think those people trained me on the set, like really experienced actors trained me on the set and started working with Jackie's people. It happens a lot in Hong Kong with a lot of actors. And then as I was doing my second film that was produced by Jackie Chan called Purple Storm, Uh, It's a full-on action role. Daniel Wu played my husband in it. I think I learned more there with that director, Teddy Chen. He was like strongly into method acting. We were shooting for three months and it's an action movie. So it takes a long time for them to set up every shot. I think with all the things that we hear in in Hollywood about method acting as well, it's certainly falling out of favor I know there's been a lot of talking about like people only method act if they're doing horrible roles and they're never doing any yeah. nice roles. But I, I feel like the uh, method acting that we've just seen in the Barbie movie from Ryan Gosling as Ken <laughs> is absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah. method actors Ken. He, he needed he needed yeah. to use method acting for that role, I guess. Hey, I think he really enjoyed it, and that's why he's staying method acting as the character. <laughs> Just wrapped up at the Odyssey Film Festival uh, 2023 with your documentary, Finding Bliss, Fire and Ice. Now, what do you enjoy most uh, about going to festivals? I think I love the cultural exchange part of every festival. And I think it's a fair deal. Like you get to go to the festival and we get the opportunity to show our work to people. And we get Q&A and so we get some real we get some real questions and really helps us to groom the our next project in a better way so i i find it very meaningful and for people in hong kong who doesn't have the budget to market the film 
and get it distributed everywhere. I think it's it's a very meaningful event. Every time any film festival, it's very good. Have different people watching it, and mainly we have we'll, we'll have no budget to promote, so we get to be invited and we get to share about uh, what we did and whether people like it or not. They watched it, so I think that's really meaningful for us that it gets to be shown to more and different diversity of audience. I feel like you have a, a lot of different perspectives as both an actress and a producer. Do you find it hard or do these two things ever conflict in your mind when you're actually going about making a film? Yeah, I guess my husband, Conroy, he's my partner at 852 Films. And I think we have a lot of colleagues who are really professional, who gives us really good advices. And I think Conroy is a very, he's a lovely person. He's like a happy-go-lucky person. So he gets along with everybody. And we do have some real producers in the back to help us along. And for me, I give up my producer credit on the set. I'd give it up. Like mm-hmm. I'll be on the set, I will be a hundred percent actress. That's all I'll do. I don't want to get into in conflict. This is what we're trying to avoid, like conflict with other producers, investors, directors, and other actors. So I just go and be my actress on the set. Mm-hmm. I leave all that production stuff to my eight by two producers, as well as Conroy. He's really smooth. Like he, he's a smooth talker. I guess if you're in a creative mindset as well, it's kind of hard to bring that business side into it too. Yeah, but like when it comes to promotion, I'll jump back onto the role as a producer and I'll, <laughs> I'll whip my colleagues and myself to really go, go hard at pushing the film everywhere spreading the word and stuff like that you've got so much experience within this industry and you were recently invited to give a master class at the national film and television school can you tell us more about what the actual master class entails and how you got involved in in teaching film not only being in it i think it was uh well thanks to odyssey film festival who invited me I think it was, I was invited by Odyssey Film Festival and UK Council and Hong Kong Trade and Development, yeah, Economic and Trade Development Council. So I was really like, I was so stoked. (laughs) I get to teach filming. It's like, oh my God, it's it's the first time I'm doing that. And I think they were really interested into one of our documentaries that we have produced. Finding Bliss, Fire and Ice is a documentary that talks about how to help people who are somehow unhappy or depressed to find some fun for them while they're suffering. So we went like, it's a whole thing. We we took it to Iceland. We picked some friends of ours who are very introverted and we took them to Iceland and with the director Kim Chan and we wanted it to be almost like the the essence of Philip Gaudet's courses mm-hmm. that will happen in Iceland and as well it will be half a traveling program because most of us haven't been to Iceland it's like for Hong Kong people it's like we heard so much about Iceland especially their music and their beautiful scenic 
country and it's a dream for us to go there so you um, had a nice holiday and you made a documentary at the same time <laughs> yep it's the only time my cast can spare me it was like a new year's like a chinese new year's day which which is a huge vacation for for them and their family members so i took 10 days out of their vacation to go to Iceland and we shot this whole thing and to make them realize and so that if they realize they can spread their energy to everybody else to make them realize that even though when we're really sad we can sometimes make more communication with people get connected and have some fun with people. Yeah, of course. Speaking of the future, do you have any plans or any upcoming projects that you'd like to share with our listeners? In the future, I have a few films that I need to like finding this. I think we have a deal already. It's going to be shown in the theaters in Hong Kong. So, I think we're going to have to go crazy whipping people to promote it again and whipping myself and whipping other but it's a happy thing it's nice to spread blissfulness and happiness it's always nice to bring some happiness to people and to inspire them how to how to become happier and then we have a few films to promote like mother tongue yeah that was uh, shot with mike figures and two actresses and julian sands in hong kong that was a film shot in hong kong but supposed to be ba- the story based in la our mm-hmm. scriptwriter is bruce wagner who wrote maps to the stars and director is mike figures and played two roles in that film and we're doing some wrapping post production work with that and hopefully it will be out next year and so we're work- working on that and we're developing new projects that is going to be something that will shock people i hope i believe you're going to be starring in a new japanese horror film called onpaku yeah and onpaku yes it's a really scary film <laughs> it's it's going to leave me that nothing nothing about the plot nothing just it's scary it's, <laughs> it's a horrible story where somebody I portrayed someone like a CEO from Hong Kong and story about I had to go to Japan, Tokyo for a meeting. Don't know if I ever get to come back because I was stuck there and for 9 months and a lot of things happened. Like I got pregnant and a bunch of really crazy stuff happened which wasn't under my wish. Found out after nine months that I told I completely walked into a setup. Yeah, I'm a massive fan of horror films, so as long as you've said that it's as like as terrible yeah. as possible, I will be sat for that film. And um, before we leave today, I just wanted to ask, since this is the Student Pages podcast, do you have any final advice for any young people wanting to get into wanting to get into producing, wanting to get into acting, uh, or any other industry that you also work in? I think the advice will be. When you're young, you like to be protected, but when you get older, you feel that we were so protected to a point where we don't feel comfortable walking on the street like shopping, let's say, or buying groceries alone because there are lots of tabloids and stuff and they could ruin our career in a second. I guess the advice is don't be afraid to make cold calls. If you want more opportunities, you do have to cold call people and don't be ashamed of rejections 
keep calling them. That's a good piece of advice. I think people do constantly fear instead of doing rather than thinking like, oh, I'm going to get rejected. So there's no point in me doing that. Don't worry about the rejection. It's going to happen. But like if you get one offer out of like 10 rejections, that'd be good. That's pretty good stats. That's 10%. You're young. Like stay out there. Stay out there. Fantastic. Stay out there. Have eyes and ears or you you got good friends, you have eyes and ears outside, or just stay out there and see what happens. Yeah, and get to know people and let people, allow people to get to know you and what you do. I think that is one of, one of the most important things in life. Fantastic. Thank you ever so much for taking the time to speak with me today, Josie. I hope you have a wonderful evening. Thank you so much.